Well, all right, let's get into the word this morning. I want to talk to you about how to have highly developed faith. Amen? Highly developed faith. Listen, I encourage you, uh, not because I taught it, but I encourage you to go back and to listen to the first message of this year. The first message of this year. And then I encourage you to go back and to listen to the Wednesday night uh, broadcast. Uh, and then I encourage you to go and listen to last Sunday's teaching via Facebook Live. If, you, if this is your first Sunday of, of, of 2018, you are a little behind. You are a little behind. And I want to encourage you not to stay behind. Amen? Uh, I tell people all the time, and I, I, I believe this when I was uh, a, a member of Zion Temple Church of God in Christ, whatever my pastor preached, it was my responsibility to make sure that I got it. If I wasn't there that Sunday, if I had something else to do, or I couldn't make it, or even if I just overslept, it didn't abdicate my responsibility of finding out what was said. They sold CDs, they sold tapes, and it was my responsibility. And so I, I say that, you know, to, to say to you that there may be times you can't make it. Uh, Pastor Shun and I will do everything in our possibility uh, to make sure that the word that you need goes forth. Then you have to have, you have to do your part to connect with that word. Amen. So that means that, you know, if you got an hour to watch something on TV, then you got 30, 45 minutes to listen to the teaching. Amen. And so it just has to become a priority because we we believe we're moving forward. We're not going back. And so uh, this morning, I want to just pick up on this topic of this, this, this topic of faith. We, we started off teaching in the month of December about how to get manifestation. And I love what's going on. I love the testimonies that are coming forth uh, about manifestation. Pastor Sean told you the testimony of one of our partners uh, who, who is dramatically having doctors see with their natural eyes, the reduction of the cancer cells in her body. What Pastor Sean didn't tell you, though, is that in order for her to do that uh, treatment, uh, her, her, it was an experimental treatment, and her insurance company would not pay for it. But how many of you know that just because somebody says no don't mean it's a no? Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. my faith, my faith. Will, produce will produce a yes, a yes. in the midst of a no. Oh, I wish I had one person on each side of the room, just one person on each side of the room who believed that. That your faith has the possibility to produce a yes for you even when everybody else and everything else is saying no. I'm telling you, your faith has the, uh, the, the, the ability to produce for you in ways that money can't produce for you. Your faith will produce for you in ways that favor can't produce for you. Your faith will literally change policies in your favor. You, you didn't hear me. Literally, there can be a policy that is adverse to you, but your faith will cause somebody to change that policy. They don't, they don't, want, they don't want to know that they're changing it for you. They'll think they're doing it for another reason. They'll say, oh, I don't know. I just felt like it needed to change. The Lord has the ability to change policies and procedures for his people. They tell you you can't get a raise unless you work there for a year. God will allow you to get a raise in six months, three months, and nine months if you need to. Why? Because your faith can produce a yes in the midst of a no. 
And so we've been talking about how do you get manifestation. And so what, when I was talking about uh, our partner here, the, 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 the insurance company said that they weren't going to pay for the treatment. But, but, but she didn't allow that to stop her from knowing that she wanted to be in those trials. So watch this. Her job, her, where she works, decided that they were going to make the, 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 uh, the, the drugs available to her at no cost to her. Now, what kind of job does that? What kind of job gets so invested in you as an individual that when your insurance says no, they say, forget that, we're going to do it anyway. And then she, get, she gets into the trial and, and, and is having such wonderful results. Now the insurance company comes back and says, oh, we want to be a part of that. We're going to pay for it from now on. See, when you exercise your faith, because watch this. The insurance company said no to her. Her job said, we'll take care of it. She kept exercising her faith, and the insurance company comes back and says, oh, yeah, yeah, we'll participate. Now the next person who needs that same trial. See, sometimes you think your faith is just producing for you, but your faith ain't just producing for you. You are called to be a world changer. So your faith will produce not only for you, but it'll produce for the people who are coming behind you. But you got to have highly developed faith because in this world, you will hear the word no. In this world, somebody's going to tell you it ain't never been done before. In this world, somebody's going to tell you it's impossible to do. Somebody's going to tell you you're crazy. Somebody's going to say you out of your mind. That's why you have to have highly developed faith. Because if your faith is highly developed, it doesn't matter what someone else tells you. If your faith is highly developed, it don't matter what logic looks like. It doesn't matter what it sounds like. It don't matter what you see with your natural eyes. Highly developed faith says, what did God say? Ask your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. What, is what is it that God is saying that, God is saying that, circumstances, that circumstances say otherwise? See, you got to choose. Which one you going to believe? What is God saying? But your circumstances say this. Which the Bible says, whose report will you believe? So this morning, I want us to start. I want us to start in Romans 15, 13. I want us to start in Romans 15, 13. And I'm going to load you up quickly this morning with some scripture. You can just write the scriptures down. You ain't got to try to write the whole thing down. I'm going to put the, all the notes into the uh, uh, the FOC closed group, so if you're a member of that closed group, and if you're not, it's just because you, you haven't told us you want to be in there. Uh, and if you want to be in there, let us know. We'll put you in there. All of these notes are going to be available. So I'm just going to teach this and not trying to let you write all this down, all right? Here's what Romans 15, 13 says. I'm reading out of the voice translation. It says, I pray that God, the source of all hope. Now, who's the source of hope? God. He says, I'm praying that God, the source of your hope, will infuse your lives with an abundance of joy and what? Peace. That word peace means nothing missing, nothing broken. He says, I'm praying that the God of the, the source of hope will give you such joy and such peace that you won't see nothing missing or nothing broken in your life. He says, and in the midst of your faith, that means while you're believing, so that your hope will what? overflow through the power of the Holy Ghost. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor as, I believe, as I believe the word of God, the word of God my, hope my hope grows stronger. Grow stronger. 
Uh huh. That means that what I'm believing for today, I'm not going to lose faith in three weeks. My faith going to be stronger for it in three weeks. You see how that works different than what most what happens with most people? Most believers get a word from God, and a month later, if they hadn't seen it, then their faith begins to wane. They, the hope begins to diminish. But no, 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 no. You and I are people of great faith. This is a year of great victory for us, a year filled of, with hope and what? Promise. So when God makes us a promise, we, every day we wake up with an expectation to see it come to pass. And if it doesn't come to pass today, that means I'm closer to it because it's coming tomorrow. And if it doesn't happen the next day, I don't give up. I know it's, I know it's coming in there. Every day I believe it's coming until I see it with my natural eyes. How do I know? Because I've already seen it with my spiritual eyes. And the Bible says that things of this world were made of things we cannot what? See. So that chair you sitting in, somebody had an idea for a chair before you ever sat in a chair. But now you can see one. So God gives you an idea so you can see it before you can see it. He says, that's why I want to infuse you. He says, I'm praying that the source of hope will infuse you with joy and peace. And then I want to go to Acts 20 and 32 because this is where Pastor Shun stuck her pen in last week. And I'm telling you, she got me stared up with this one. We were talking about this at the house and then she went to uh, on the Facebook Live and started teaching about this. And listen, if you don't get anything out of today's message, you need to get this one. Acts 20 and 32. All you have to do is just click the next one. Acts 20 and 32. It says, and now, brethren, I commend you to God. Well, this is I entrust you, but he says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace. Watch this. Watch what his word does. It's able to what? Build you up. Now, now, what does God's word do? It builds you up. Notice those two scriptures. He says, I'm praying that the source of all your hope would infuse you with joy and with peace. He says, and here's what you got to do. You got to get in the word. Why do I need to get in the word? So I can get built up. That's why when God gives me a promise, my faith doesn't diminish because every day I'm in the word. So every day I'm in, the reason why your faith wanes is because you don't be in the word. That, that's, that, that's why you can believe God so hard on Sunday and on Friday you don't even know if God real. Because you don't spend time in the word. But if you spend time in the word, it says his word will what? Build you up. Watch this. And when it builds you up, it will give you what? An inheritance among all them that I what? sanctified or set apart so 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 here's what he says he says listen he says i am praying that the source of all hope listen everything you're believing for if it's good it comes from god everything that you desire you want to pay your house off that comes from god you want to live anybody want to live debt free that comes from god anybody want to be in good health that comes from god Anybody want to see their kids successful? That comes from God. Anybody want to travel? That comes from God. Anybody want good relationships? That comes from, he's the source of what? All hope. 
He's the source of it. He said he wants to infuse you with joy and with peace. He said so that in the midst of your faith, while you're believing God, your hope will overflow. How do you get your hope to overflow? By getting in the word. If you get in the word, the word of God will build you up. People say all the time, well, you know, I don't even really read the word. Then you're never going to prosper to the way you can. You got to read the word. I don't care if you read it on your phone. I don't care if you read it on your tablet. I don't care if you do audio. I don't care if you do it in a hard copy. But you got to know what the word says. And ain't no way you can only spend 52 weeks a year with me and know everything God wants you to know. I don't care if you don't ever miss church. We only meet, we only meet 52 times. Because, you know, we got to have a break around here. <laughs> we got places to go and things to see. But when we do meet, when we do meet, even if you're here every time, that's not enough for you to get everything God wants for you. Tell you, you know, we used to say this all the time. People thought we were weird, but we're going to say it again today. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. I, I love, love the, word. the word. Yes, I love. Listen, we, I know we were so, we were so sold out for God. We used to start service by going, we ready, we ready, we ready. For the word. We used to start, we, we used to start service that way because we was excited about the word of God. Listen, we did singing is wonderful. We love it. They're anointed. But there were times we get in that band room and we would start at six or seven o'clock, whatever time we started, we'd be there for two hours and didn't do nothing but study the word. Didn't nobody go to no bathroom. Didn't nobody walk. Didn't nobody go get no another drink. We just studied the word. And when we did, we saw all of these things happening. You know why? Because we were getting built up. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, whatever you pay attention to will get magnified in your life. Whatever you pay attention to, it's going to get magnified in your life. It's going to get magnified. Whatever you pay attention to, it's going to get magnified in your life. Mm-hmm. You, start, you, 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 you start paying attention to what you eat and how you exercise, you'll lose the weight. If you start paying attention though, to how good stuff tastes and how you love variety, you're going to expand. And I ain't talking about, I ain't, you know, I ain't talking about spiritual. Because whatever you give your attention to. You ever, people, you ever heard anybody say they feel out of love? You know how they fall out of love? They don't, pay, they don't spend time paying spend it. They don't, they don't pay attention to it anymore. They start paying attention to something else. That's how you fall out of love. That's how you fall out of love with the word. Listen, nobody gets saved and be thanking the Lord for saving them and they be like, oh, this is so boring. Oh, my God, I'm so happy God saved me. It's so boring. That's not what people do. When people get saved, they go, oh, my God, I can't believe what Jesus did for my life. I love him. Hey, he's changing my life. And then they go out and they tell everybody about it. And then, six, and then six months later, a year later, three years later, they're like, yeah, all right, got to go to church this Sunday. Why? Because they lost the enthusiasm. Why? Because they didn't keep their eyes on it. Whatever you focus on is going to get magnified in your life. So people say, well, why? You know, and and, and here's, here's one of the things. I told you this, uh, I think, the first Sunday. That I didn't spend, Pastor and I didn't spend, and we don't spend, we're going to spend more, a lot of time talking to y'all about money in terms of, like, how, how you live off, off, your, off your seed. Because the truth of the matter is, it is possible to live off your seed. But we, we never really said a whole bunch about that here in the last couple of years because we was like, you know, or I was at least like, you know, I don't want nobody thinking I'm trying to take nothing from them. And then 
when I had got over that and then preached what I preached the other week, I see on Facebook in the last couple of weeks, there have been like two or three people uh, talking about how preachers just taking money from people. And I realized what was happening. I was like, if I pay attention to that, Even though that's not my, my modus operandi, I make a good living, but, but, but away from here. But, but, but if I pay attention to people saying pastors just stealing from folk, they just crooks, they, they this, they this, they this, then what I will do is I will close my mouth and not say anything to you about what it takes to live above your means based on your giving, and then I will actually be hurting you rather than myself. Because I know what it takes. I, I'm proficient in it. And so, I, and so yesterday, I was, I was coming back from St. Louis with Chase, and I just said to the Lord, I said, Lord, I don't care how many people talk about preachers wanting their money. I am, on, on 2018, I am not going to not teach our church what you have told me to teach because I'm afraid of what somebody else is going to say. He said, all you got to do is keep your eyes on what I told you. And then I thought, oh, that's so good, because if you go back to what he said a couple weeks ago, I want to read this. Go to the next thing, uh, our word from the Lord. Remember what he said? He said, don't look at stuff with your natural eyes. He says, because a breakthrough has already been what? Made available. Say this. Say, I have breakthrough available to me. Come on and give the Lord some praise for that. You got breakthrough available to you. He says, I got breakthrough that's been made available for me. He says, I just want you to rejoice at what you see with your eyes of what? Faith. Instead of looking at what you see with what? Your natural eyes. He says, do this and then you will see how I have what? Already. Somebody shout already. Already. He says, I've already ordered heaven to get involved. He says, then and only then will you see with your eyes of faith becomes something that you can see with your natural eyes. He says, listen, if you are going to see the manifestation that you're believing for, you better get to seeing it with your eyes of faith first. You better get to seeing it with your eyes of faith. That means you got to see the house paid off. You got to see the car paid off. You got to see the savings account going up. You got to see stocks being added. You got to see the marriages getting better. You got to see kids being blessed. You got to see relationships getting better. You got to see promotion and increase on your job. You got to see these things before you can see them. And it's not just, take your neighbor say, neighbor, this is not. Pocus, pocus. Yeah, see, see, see. sometimes pe- people hear you talk like this and they think, oh, he, 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 this is just naming and claiming stuff. No, 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 no. This goes beyond naming and claiming. This is a knowing. Highly developed faith is a knowing. When you have highly developed faith and God tells you something, you're not hoping it comes to pass. You, 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 know, as, you know it's going to come to pass as surely as you're going to take your next breath. What do I mean by that? Nobody in here is thinking about their next breath. It just happens. You you, you don't ever wake up in the morning and go, oh, I got to breathe today. It just happens. So your highly developed faith gets the promises of God coming into your life like breathing does. It just happens. How do we get there, though? How do I get my faith developed? Romans 10, 17. Romans 10, 17 says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing what? the word of God. That means I got to hear word over and over and over and over again. Romans 10, 17. I have to hear word over and over and over and over and over again. 
That's why Pastor Sheldon and I say to you all the time, do not what? Despise what? Repetitive teaching. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. I, need I need repetitive teaching. Chase, if you can put that up there for me, Romans 10, 17. It says, so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So that means that no, sometimes when you're listening to a message, I know it happens to me sometimes, you have to fight the idea of, oh, I've heard this before. But I still, not as, I, I still listen to, to, to Kenneth Copeland sometimes. I still listen to him, and sometimes I, I catch myself, because when, if you listen to Kenneth Copeland teach, Kenneth Copeland has been teaching the same thing for 45 years. I, I, don't, I don't mean a version. I mean he has been teaching the same thing. You can get a 1973 tape, almost an eight track of Kenneth Copeland, and if you could play it and listen to Southwest Believers Convention 2018. Why? Because the word doesn't change. If you needed to believe in 72, you got to believe in 2018. And it doesn't matter that the year changed. You got to learn how to believe. And you can choose today to believe in 2018 or you can wait to 2024 or 2042. But you're never going to see what God has said until you learn to believe. You got to learn to believe. Now, we've already declared that 2018 has been declared a year of great victory for us. Amen. But it's a year of great victory. Here's the, here's the caveat. For all that believe. For all that believe. Look at what Mark 9.23 says. Mark 9.23. Jesus says, if thou canst believe. He says, then all things are possible to who? Him that believeth. Him that believeth. You got to be able to believe. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. Believing, believing is, is a, choice. a choice. You choose to believe. You choose to believe. I, I, I love it too. I love it too, Chris. Because, because here's, here's what you got to understand. I, you can say something to me, and I can choose to believe that you meant it offensively or you didn't. It has absolutely nothing to do with what you said. It has everything to do with how I perceive it and how I choose it. You can say, Pastor, Pastor Edwin, look like you're losing weight. I could be like, oh, thank you very much. That's great. Or I could be like, oh, I don't know, they ain't trying to talk about me. They'll look in the mirror and see what they look like. <laughs> Why? Because it all depends on what? How you choose to receive it. What you receive in 2018 will be based on how you choose to receive what God says. If you choose to believe what God says with skepticism, you will see manifestation in scarcity. Because that means sometimes you'll believe God and sometimes you won't. And just like sometimes you believe and sometimes you don't, sometimes you'll see manifestation and sometimes you won't. But you can choose today to be like the mother of Jesus. And no matter what God says to you in 2018, you can just be like, be it unto me according to thy word. Now, why is that important? Because the word will do what? Build you up. That's what, see, see, the word of God had to build that little girl up to get ready to carry the Messiah. God sends you a word first to build you up so that you can carry the promise. See, sometimes you think God's delaying you. He's not delaying you. He's allowing the word to build you 
up. And watch this. I get to choose how long it takes for the word to build me up. You can choose. I'm going to be in the AP class. Or you can say, you know what, I'm cool with being in general ed. Or you can be like, you know what, it really don't matter, I'm going to go ahead and take that special ed. It's totally up to you. God will bless you in any class, but it's up to you which one you choose to be in. You, you, you get to decide, okay, is 2018 going to be a year of great victory for me, or is 2018 going to be a year of victory for me? See, tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, it is not semantics in the word great. Great means something very different than just something regular. It's not just semantics. Understand, great victory means things that are going to be done in your life that people are going to see and go, how in the world did that get done? How in the world did you pull that off? Well, you got, you got to have great faith. You got to have great faith. And the way you do that is, is by developing your faith and by getting into the word because the word will build you up. Amen? Let's look at Psalm 65, Psalm 65, verse 11 in the New Living Translation. This is what Pastor Sean was talking about the other uh, week when she read this. And I don't know about you, but I've held on to this one. Listen, I know I keep saying if you don't get nothing, but if you don't get nothing, you need to get these two. <laughs> you need to get Acts 20 and 32, and you need to get Psalm 65 and 11. It says, the Lord has crowned this year with what? A bountiful harvest. But not, not just a bountiful harvest, though. Notice this last part. He says, even the hard pathways are going to do what? Overflow with the... Somebody ought to give God some praise for that. Even the hard pathways are going to overflow with abundance. Listen, in life, you are going to have troubles. In life, there will be some things that happen that will catch you off guard. There will be some things that will happen that you weren't planning on. But God says in 2018, even when that happens, it's still going to produce good stuff for you. In fact, let's just go ahead and make this. I heard the Lord, I, I heard the Lord say this. Let's make this declaration. Say, I declare, I declare that every hard place, every hard place that, shows up that shows up in my life, in my in this year, in this year. We'll, have to produce we'll have to produce good. good. Come on and yeah. give the Lord some praise. Yeah. See, we ain't even going to pray the hard places away. Because we know that the Bible says that the, 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 the trials and tribulations come to make us what? Stronger. But in the fact that they're coming to make us stronger, we're going to still get some good out of them. Yeah. Because the Lord has crowned this year with a bountiful harvest so that even the hard pathways shall overflow with the bun. I don't know about you, but I believe I received that. How do I get, Pastor Edwin, how do I get to the place where I can read something like this and believe it? Romans 12 and 2. Let's take a look at Romans 12 and 2. Because it has everything to do with your mind. It has everything to do with your thinking. Here's what it says out of the Amplified. It says, and be not what? You know this. Conform to this world. I like this. He said, don't be fashioned after and adapted to its external superficial customs and values. But be ye what? Transformed. I love this. And progressively changed by the entire renewal of your mind. Progressively changed progressively changed. 
See, understand, sometimes we come to church and we hear word, and then when we leave and everything doesn't work out the way we think, we think the word failed. No, 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 no. You got to do some progressively changing in your thinking because you've been thinking a way for a long time. And if you think a certain way for a long time, you can't expect to buffer word against that, and then all of a sudden the thinking changes. What you are doing is, and I don't do all this, Valley does, you are literally rewriting code in your mind. Why? Because if you write code, then the machine can only do what the code tells it. It doesn't matter how big the machine is. You can get a billion dollar machine, but you can have one mistake wrong in that code. It'll mess the whole thing up. You ever heard the word wicker? Like wicker furniture? Why do they call wicker furniture wicker furniture? You know why they call it wicker furniture? Chris, why do they call it? She said it. Because the furniture is twisted. If you ever look at wicker furniture, it's actually got, got fibers that are twisted. You know how strong wicker furniture is? Why is it strong? Because it's together. That's how strong wrong thinking is. See, you get wrong thinking, and wrong thinking gets so twisted, can't nothing get between it. So you have to... You have to go to the word. So the word will what? Build you up. And as it's building you up, it's now changing or untangling all that twisted. Wicker furniture. What does wicker sound like? Wicked. Wicked thinking is like wicker furniture is twisted thinking. Twisted thinking will have you thinking that up is down and down is up, left is right, right is left. So when God's telling you something, it won't make sense to you because your thinking is twisted. So if I'm going to believe that 2018 really is going to be a year of great victory, if I'm really going to believe that this is, this is going to be my year of hope and promise, then I got to get into this word. I got to do what Acts 20 and 32 says, which is to get into this word so I can be built up. I have to do what Romans says, which is to look to the source of the hope. Why? Because that's how my twisting is going to get undone. So it says it be not conformed to this world fashioned after and adapt to its external superficial customs and values, but be you transformed and progressively changed by the entire renewal of your mind. Now, 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 now when you read it enough, <laughs> he says, as you mature, as you mature spiritually, that is the reason that you should not look down on anybody else's journey because you don't know when they started or where they started from. So all you need to be doing is focused on your progression and as you mature. Because as you progress and as you mature, the things you're believing for will come into your life. That's why I ain't going to be like, come on. No, 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 we're going to encourage you. We're going to be like, come on now, let's go. You need, to, you need to come on, let's go. Get in this word, let's go, let's go. Because you can, you can accelerate your learning. Yes. Come on. You, you, you know, I, I know the class is supposed to be a year-long class, but we can do block scheduling. We can knock this out in a semester. Why? Because you, you spend time. You spend time. You don't, you don't watch six Netflix series. You watch three. 
And you spend the other three in the Word. They on Netflix. They gonna be there. But instead of watching them at home while you struggle, if you get in the Word, you can watch them while you're on vacation. He says, as you mature spiritually. How do you mature spiritually? By focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes so that you may prove, not to God, not to God. People always talk about proving something to God. God already knows what you're going to do. But you got to prove it to yourself. What, what the will of God is, that which is both good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for who? You. Okay, God already knows he's got a plan for you. He needs you to believe in the plan. It's like a coach, right? So there's going to be some football games today, right? And the coaches and, 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 and all the offensive and defensive coordinators and, everybody, and the position coaches, they've all gotten together. They already got a game plan. They already know. They got plays called for the first 10 plays, whatever. They, they, they know what they're going to do. They already know because they game plan. They watch film. They know tendencies. They've already done that, right? Now they got to go out there and do it. Yes. See, it's not enough to know what to do. You got to actually do it. It ain't enough to come to church and know that the anointing is available. It's not enough to come and say, oh, I know what the word says about my faith. Are you going to put action to it? Because if you don't put action to it, then you're never going to see the things that God has for you. Amen. Listen, in order to live the scripture out, we must become highly developed in our faith. Whenever we are highly developed in any area, anytime we are highly developed in any area, we always see results quickly. You take, listen. Brian is highly developed in the art of painting. Brian can take a piece of wood and paint on that piece of wood in a couple of hours and produce something that people will actually pay money for. I could go a week, and all you're going to do is laugh when I get through. That's all you're going to do. Ain't nobody going to buy that except to laugh at. Ain't nobody, nobody going to pay me to do that. I'm not highly developed in that area. But any area you find yourself highly developed in, there's always quick results. Whatever you're highly developed in. Listen, if you're highly developed in the gift of gab, you can get people to do whatever you want them to do. If you're highly developed, listen, Valley's, Valley is, is highly developed in, in the skill of music. So he can literally get on that thing and start playing and almost make it sound like he's talking. If I go over there and play, it's going to sound like somebody's strangling the cat. Why? I'm not highly developed in that area. But every area I'm highly developed in always works for me. I'm highly developed in getting a job. No, 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 I ain't trying to play with you. I can go get your job. I don't even know what you do, but if I interview for it, I'll get it. Why? Because I'm highly developed in that area, and so it always produces for me. But I'm telling you, we can all be highly developed in the Word of God. And if we get highly developed in the Word of God, it will produce quickly for us. Amen? Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, when you get highly developed, Manifestation will come quickly. Oh, somebody give the Lord some praise for that. Amen. Listen, it is the Lord's will for all of the spiritual promises in the word of God to come to pass in our life. I don't know if you believe that or not, but it is all of the promises of God are designed to come to pass in your life. God, how cruel would that be for God to throw a carrot in front of you and to just reel it away from you to your whole life? Your whole life, God just doing this. Oh, watch out. He's just doing this the whole time. He's just reeling it back. And, and year after year, you, you, you're so close, but year after year, he just keep taking it from you. What kind of God would do that? 
God has placed a promise right here. And he says, all you have to do to get there is follow me. And part of following God is believing God. Part of following God is believing God. God says, hey, here's what I want you to do. Oh, but that don't make sense. Somebody else did that and it didn't work out for them. God ain't concerned about how it had worked out for them. He's telling you. And the other thing, here's the thing I tell people. You don't know what the other person did or didn't do. You only know the story they tell you. No, no, that's true. You only know their story. You only know the story they tell you. If I tell you a story, I'm probably gonna tell you the story from my vantage point. Hey man, I fasted, I prayed, I did everything, everything the Lord said, everything, except for that getting up at 4:30 to pray. Except for that. Oh, and that time he told me to give my mama some money, and I wasn't giving her no more money. That time. Oh, and, and, and at the time he told me to forgive uh, Sarah, but, 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 but Sarah didn't come and ask me to forgive her, so I'm like, she ain't ready. <laughs> See, and people will tell you their story, but they don't tell you the rest of the story. And so then you're looking at them like, oh, they did what the Lord said and it didn't work out. You don't know what they did. So you've got to be committed to what the Lord told you to do. Understand, our faith is a bridge that connects the spiritual and the physical. If you got the spiritual on this side and the physical on this side, our faith is a bridge that connects it. And everything that we're ever going to experience in our physical life is going to start in our spiritual life. It, it, it cannot be otherwise. Everything, everything that you will ever experience in your life started in the spiritual realm. And, and, and people in westernized culture, we think spirit realm, and all we ever think is like stuff like ghost and insidious and all that, you know, and, and Chucky and all that. I mean, we, we, we think spiritual things is all wicked. But understand, if you could pull back the curtain of, of, of reality, you will see that the spiritual world is it's more real than what we are. We are a representation of it, not the other way around. We are representation. Where do you think you existed before you got here? Man is a spirit being. Where do you think your spirit came? An right. uh, egg and sperm didn't produce a spirit. It produced the body. Where did the spirit come from? It got infused. And it came from somewhere. It came from a spiritual reality. Amen. Hear me, if we, if we are to see manifestation in our lives, we must develop our faith, and we must do that by digging deep into the Word of God. 2018, I'm going to encourage you to get you a Bible if you don't have one. Even if that is on your tablet, get you a Bible. I don't know what happened, when it happened, but nowadays folk don't, don't read the Bible no more. They don't read the Bible. And I think that's the reason why you find people who get in trouble in church, because they just believe whatever the preacher says. And I'm not talking about any particular denomination. I'm talking about across denominations. I talked to a friend of mine. Well, he's not really a friend of mine. I just do that I know on Facebook. But I was... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I got to qualify. I got to qualify that. He ain't really no friend of mine. I just happen to know the dude from Facebook. So, uh, <laughs> so I was talking to this dude on Facebook, and he was like, uh, he's like, well, our church, our pastor encourages not to even bring our Bibles to church because he shares the word. I said, you don't know what he's sharing. Now, he might be teaching good, but you don't know. 
I'm like, you don't even bring your Bible. He says, no. He says, our pastor says that we don't need that. He's just going to teach us what we need to know. And the problem is, is you got a whole bunch of people who have abdicated their own responsibility to learning the word to somebody else. To somebody else. Mm-mm. Listen, I love me, but if I went to church here, I wouldn't trust me on everything. No, that's real talk. I'd be like, now he said what now? Now what, now what the Bible say? Now what the Bible say? That's why I appreciate it when I started teaching the whole thing about you don't go to hell because of your behavior and stuff. And even, even, even Nietzsche was here. Nietzsche was like, I don't know about that, Dad. I was like, no, it's cool. Let's talk about it. Let's go through the word. Let's find out what the word said. Then she kind of got convinced, but she wasn't real sure. And then she went to Atlanta and heard Creflo say it, and then she believed it. <laughs> now, Nietzsche, if you listen to this, I love you, but it's okay. <laughs> but I had finished my series before Creflo got started. <laughs> but the word is the word, amen? amen? Listen, it is the Lord's will for all of us to live blessed. Say, I am. Supposed to live. live. Blessed. God wants healing, deliverance, prosperity, and wholeness all to come into our lives. Amen? Amen. The Bible says this in Mark 11 and 23. Mark 11, 23 says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever, say whosoever. Whosoever. I love whosoever statements. That means I qualify. That means it doesn't matter about my age, it doesn't matter about my gender, it doesn't matter about my race, it doesn't matter about my socioeconomic status. It says, whosoever, I'm a whosoever. It says, for verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have what? Whatsoever. I'm a whosoever saying whatsoever. I'm a whosoever saying whatsoever. And the Bible says that if I whosoever say whatsoever and don't doubt, it shall come to pass in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Take your neighbor and say, faith, faith has, has unlimited, unlimited power. power. Oh, yeah, you should write that down. Faith has unlimited power. 1 John 5, 4 says, for whosoever or whatsoever is born of God, overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Guess what it is? It's our faith. It's our faith. Our faith. Say, my faith overcomes every obstacle. Every single one. I'm telling you, your faith will overcome it. Your faith will get someone about the grave. I love when I study the word of God and they start talking about raising people from the dead. And then once he gets through, he said, all right, now let's leave elementary things. Come on. Now you, you think about that. He's talking about raising people from the dead. And he says, okay, now we've finished talking about elementary things. Let's talk about some deep things. So getting folk up out the grave was considered an elementary thing. You know how hot, I'm going to let y'all sit on that for a minute. You know how highly developed your faith has to be for raising a dead and to call it elementary? He's like, man, y'all talking about getting dead people. Get up. Get up. Just take up your bed. Get up, walk. He said, those are, those are elementary things. Why? Because your faith in God needs to be so strong that literally what people call the impossible, you call the elementary. Whatever they, when they say, oh my God, I can't believe it, you're like, we do that every day. 
No, no, no. See, we, we, we call jobs into existence every day. We pick a month to get bonuses. We just say, hey, let's do it in June. Cool. We just call for a bonus. Nobody get bonuses in June. They will this year. Y'all didn't say amen. Y'all should have said, see, you missed that. You should have been like, amen. You're going to work in June, ain't you? <laughs> it don't matter where you work. You're going to work in June. You want a bonus, don't you? Amen. You got to get to the place where you go, you know what? My faith overcomes everything. Amen. I want to read something because I want you to hear this. There are no limits that faith cannot remove. There are, there, there are, there, there's not a limit you can put in front of faith that faith can't remove it. Faith launches you into a world of unlimited possibilities. Your faith will launch you into a world of unlimited possibilities. I remember in 2001, the Lord told us, he says, I'm going to have you to teach the word of God and people from all over the world will get to hear you. Now that was in 2001. We've never let go of that word. And on Wednesday night, we had people from all over the United States, Canada, listening to the word of God being taught. Now, we didn't know God was going to do it through Facebook. We didn't know he was going to use technology to do it. We don't know it fully exactly what he's going to do. But what we know is that God doesn't give a word and then back up off his word. Amen. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, neighbor. when you trust God, his integrity, his integrity gets put on the line. Oh, I wish y'all hear that. When you trust God, you put God's integrity on the line. The Bible says in Hebrews 11 and 3, it says, By faith we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. Everything that we now see did not come from anything that we can see. It was all invisible. It was all invisible. So if you don't have something right now, it's okay. At one point in time, there was no light in this world. It was all invisible. But God wanted light, so what did he do? He spoke it. He said, let there be. And the Bible says, and there was. Whatever you need, open your mouth and say it. Whatever you need. You need healing. You need debt freedom. You need restoration of relationships. Open your mouth. Don't be afraid to say it. Because what you say produces what you will have. Amen? Faith has creative power. Faith has creative power. And it has the power to create whatever is needed. God did not look around for light when he needed light. He just said, this is what I need. See, sometimes God tells you something, you're looking around, seeing who got it. And God, like, you you spending time looking around to see who got it. That's not what I told you to do. What I told you to do was to say it. Because then once you say it, then whatever, then now God's integrity goes on the line. So now God's responsible for making sure that you get it. I don't think we get excited about that because we don't know the true meaning of integrity. See, here's what integrity says. Integrity says that if Richard tells me he's going to come pick me up and he doesn't come pick me up, I have the right not to call him Richard anymore. He has disregarded his name. So when God makes you a promise, if God failed on a promise, he would cease being God. Oh. <laughs> he ain't going to stop being God for you. So that promise he made you going to come to pass. The question is, are you going to believe? 
Because all things are possible to them that believe. believe. Faith can find the answer or create the answer if it's needed. If you need something and it doesn't exist, your words can produce it. Your, your, your words will literally produce what it is that you need even if it doesn't exist. When you have highly developed faith, there is never a need to worry when you have a need because your need can never go undone when you have highly developed faith. Psalms 119 and 96 is one of my favorite scriptures. Psalms 119 and 96 is one of my favorite scriptures. It says, I have seen that everything human has its limits and its end. No matter how extensive it may be, no matter how noble it may be, no matter how excellent it may be. He says, but Lord, your commandment, your word, your promise is what? Exceedingly broad. And it extends what? Without limits, even into eternity. So when God gives you a promise, he doesn't just make you a promise upon the earth. He makes you a promise that exceeds even into heaven. You've got heaven working on your behalf. That's why he said earlier, he says, I've already ordered heaven. I've already ordered heaven to bring forth your breakthrough. How many of you, you ever, you ever order food? And they say it's going to be about 20 minutes. And you go up there in 20 minutes, and your food ain't ready? If you developed a little bit in your maturity, you don't trip. You wait another five minutes. But at 25 minutes? At 30 minutes? At 35, y'all excuse me. At 40 minutes, you're like, can I speak to a manager, please? At 45, you're like, I don't even want to talk to you. I need to see the regional manager. <laughs> Why? Because the expectation is, is that if you make me a promise, I can count on it. If you can put all of your faith on pizza, you let Pizza Hut tell you they're going to be ready in 25 minutes. You put on your clothes in the cold and drive to Pizza Hut based on the fact that they said your pizza going to be ready in 20 minutes. But you can't believe God? Just lay your hand on your head. Say, Lord, forgive me for all of my unbelief. Mm-hmm. Just repent. Just repent right there. Lord, we're we not going to trust Pizza Hut more than you. We just not. We're not going to trust them more than you, God. So if, if you have given us a promise, we know that your promise is exceedingly broad, and we know that it extends into uh, eternity, even, watch this, into eternity, and it has no limits to it. If you look in the Bible, you find out where, where, where faith gets its strength. Faith gets its strength from God's virtue. Write that down. Faith gets its strength. From God's virtue. Faith gets his strength from God's virtue. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but you know the story about the woman who had the issue of blood, right? When you read that story, it's interesting how they write it in one of the Gospels, I believe it's Mark. They're writing and they say that this woman who had had this issue of blood for 12 years, that she had lost all she had. So she didn't just have the issue, 
but she had lost a lot of money. She had lost her status. She had lost all kinds of things because she could never be clean. She spent years being unclean, and during that particular time, that means she couldn't be a part of natural society. The Bible says that she made up in her mind, at some point, I got to change my situation. She said, I know I've heard about this man named Jesus. He's coming to this town. She said, if I can but touch the hem of his garment. The Bible says that as she made her way through the crowd, she, she, she knew she was putting her life in jeopardy for even being in the crowd. But as she makes her way through, they say, Jesus turned around and said, who touched me? His disciples were like, Lord, you tripping. You don't see all these thrones of people? You have to read it the way it says in Mark. He said, you don't see all these thrones of people around you and you ask us who touched you? He said, I know someone touched me because virtue left me. How, how did he know virtue? Because he felt her faith. Your faith will make God recognize you. She was in a crowd of all of these people. And you got to understand, she didn't actually physically touch Jesus. Jesus had on a, a, a prayer shawl, and the prayer shawl has tassels on the end of it. It would be the equivalent of me coming over here and touching this jacket, but never touching him. But because it was connected to Jesus, he was like, hold on a minute. Somebody who's full of faith just touched me. Now, people was touching Jesus already. They were in a crowd. He was in the middle of people. People was reaching out, Lord, save us, touch us, Jesus. All these people. And he didn't feel none of that. They were screaming, save me, save me, help me, save me, Jesus. He didn't feel none of that. But somebody full of faith touched him. And he said, hold on a minute. Wait a second. Somebody touched me. And he looked around. He said, who touched me? And the disciples were like, what do you mean? What do you mean who touched you? It's thousands of people here, Jesus. And you ask us who touched you? He said, somebody did because virtue just left me. You need to get your faith up so virtue touches. Faith derives strength from Jesus' virtue, from the essence of who he is. And it's impossible for you to be full of faith and not grab his attention. It's impossible. It's impossible. And the Bible says it like this in Acts 10, 34, in Romans 20, 11, It says, God is not a respecter of persons. So if that lady's faith can move God, guess what? Your faith can move God. If that lady's faith can move God, your faith can move God. There, there, there is no difference. He says he doesn't make, he, he doesn't, he's no respecter of persons. He's not showing impartiality to somebody else. The fact of the matter is sometimes we, don't ha we won't admit that we're not trusting God with everything. Yes. You remember I told you a couple weeks ago that when you trust God, you got you to gotta risk something? Mm -hmm. Some of y'all ain't risking nothing. She risked her life to touch Jesus. She, 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 she said, she said, I got, I got to get to it. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to skip ahead a little because I'll, I'll come back if I need to. But I want you to see this because any time that you begin to, to, to trust God, the, 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 the progression of faith always works this way. Chase, I have a slide back there. And I think it says something like uh, faith begins or faith is uh, or, 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 or something. It's, 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 it's like five uh, points that I put up that I, I want to share. It's probably near the bottom of the slide. Uh, here it is right there. Now, now notice this. Here is how the progress, if you don't, if, okay, here it is again. <laughs> if you don't get anything, <laughs> you need to get this too. Here is how the progression of faith works. 
It always works this way. Why? Because it's a principle. It's like gravity. How many of you know that gravity on Monday is the same thing as gravity on Thursday? It works the same way. It's a principle. It's established. You can duplicate it. You can test it. You can't come to this hotel and get on the sixth floor and jump off on Monday and float down, but on Thursday fall all the way and hit hard. No. Every time you jump, you're going to fall because gravity is consistent. Anytime you're going to operate in faith, here's what's going to happen. You're going to have to hear a word from God. That's what she did. She heard a word that Jesus could heal her. She was like, there's this man who's coming, and, 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 and he's from Nazareth, and I know that he can heal me. She got a word. The second thing, you have to act in obedience to that word. Now, she knew that society said she had no business amongst them. She knew that she could be stoned to death for even being in a public place where they were when she was unclean, let alone having been unclean for 12 years. But she got a word from God and she acted on it. You got to learn to act on your faith. The God, you know, I, 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 I brag on her all the time, but, you know, I love the fact that Kenosha decided to do a cookie business and she just went full board. Now, she did her research and she did some other things, but she'll tell you she built that machine while she was flying it. She didn't know every single thing of how it was going to work out, but she knew one thing. I can bake cookies. Folk like cookies. I got to give them a quality product. The Lord said do it. Okay, I got to do it. Now, here's the thing. Number three is where most people lose it. Anytime you do something that God tells you to do, it's going to cost you something. Kenosha, how many hours of sleep have you lost baking cookies? It costs you something. If you're going to be talented at something, it takes, what, 10,000 hours in order to become an expert? It's going to cost you something. When Pastor Sean did the demonstration with Richard and Jimmy, and they were up here uh, do, do, doing the, 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 the drills, you know how many times they've done that? You know how, much, how many years they practiced that? Not just at the university, before they ever got here. If you're going to be excellent, it's going to cost you something. You want your faith to be highly developed, it's going to cost you something. Watch this. You don't have the right to want what somebody has if you won't work for how they got it. That's called a parasite. A parasite lives off its host. It lets the host do all the work. It enjoys all the benefits. You do not have the right to expect to have great faith if you don't spend great time. Number three is where most people get up. It's, you got to know it's going to cost you something. Pastor John and I are preaching and we're encouraging people, but I tell people all the time, listen, when you decide to follow God, it's going to cost you something. I love people say, well, you know salvation is free. It costs Jesus his life. They say, oh, well, it's free to you. Well, not really because you got to be willing to lay down your life in order to get the new life. Tell your neighbor, say, neighbor, everything costs something. Everything does. So you got to be able to hear God. You got to be able to obey God. You got to know it's going to cost you something. And then, number four, you got to trust. And Pastor Sean said, We don't trust the process. And she's right. We don't trust the process. We trust the God of the process. We trust the God of the process. Why? Because it may take somebody three weeks, but it may take you three months. So it's not the process, it's God. So you got to trust God for everything that's going to happen in the future. I remember when the Lord told us when we moved from Conway in, what was it, was it 2000? It was in 2000. We moved from Conway back up here in, in 2000. 
uh, after we had moved down there for a year when I was working at the State Department. The Lord told us when we moved, he said, give all your furniture away. We was like, all right, we we'll give all our furniture away. Now, I'll I, I can be honest with you. I thought we were going to give all of our furniture away, and then tomorrow somebody was going to give us some new stuff. Look at your neighbor and say, it didn't happen that way. Listen, not only did it not happen that way, the next place we moved to, we lived there the whole time with no furniture. Until somebody blessed us with a couch. That's the ugliest couch you've ever seen in your life. It looked like a disco ball exploded on it. Didn't it? It look, you, know, you know when a disco ball goes, it got green and pink light? It looked like somebody took that and busted on the couch, and that's what the couch looked like. And, and we was in a, in a, we was trying to be thankful. You, know you, you know how sometimes you get something, you, you're trying to be thankful? So we had that couch, and we had an office chair. And Shantae was pregnant at the time, so when she came over to visit, we had to give her the office chair. We would give her the office chair, and she was sitting in it, and we would sit on the floor until we got the ugly couch. But you know what? What we knew is we said, okay, that's, that was the first time I had really read the scripture, understood when it says, first the blade, then the ear, then the hole. That, that was a portion of a blade. But when we moved to the next place, we were able to get not just the, we, not, we got rid of the ugly couch. Look, we didn't even give it to nobody. Can I, can I, can I? <laughs> we, we see, so, so, sometimes the Lord will bless you with something, but it ain't even meant for nobody else. You, you, once you're done with it, it's done. Me and my buddy took that thing and put it in a dumpster. And we did it the day before the trash comes, because we didn't want nobody to get it out, because it was, nobody deserved that couch. But I'm telling you, what happened is we ended, we ended up, we ended up not only just, we, we, not only the furniture we had gave away, we got better furniture than that. Uh -huh. yeah. Why? Because we were obedient to God. But it cost us something. Yeah. I mean, we, we grown adults with, with, a, with a child and ain't got no furniture. You know what, kind of, you know what that looks like and what that feels like? Right. And, so, and so you got to make sure that you understand that if you're going to go through this faith process, you got to get these three things right here, these, these four things. And then number five, believe in the God of the miraculous. You got to believe in the God of the miraculous. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor I, choose I choose to believe God, God in spite of. Amen. You got to believe in God in spite of. If you, listen, if you want to get your faith highly developed, these notes are going to, these notes are going to be inside uh, of the Facebook page. Pastor Sean is going to teach on Wednesday night. Oh, we, it's going to be so good. I'll be in Virginia. We're going to see if we can do it together, but I'll be in Virginia. One of she gonna, It's going to be good. You want to tune in, 8 o'clock. Here's what we're talking about. Loving the word. Loving the word. If you don't love the word, you need to ask the Lord to help you love the word. Say, Lord, help me love the word. Just, just, you just got to ask him. And, you, and how, do, how, do you, how do you know it's possible? Because some of y'all love video games. Some of y'all love shoes. Some of y'all love ice cream. Are you all three of those? Hey, whatever you love, you, you just got to know. You got to know that, hey, look, Lord, help me love the word, and God will help you. Amen. Listen, if the King James Bible don't work for you, then don't read it. 
listen, I get it. The these and thous and what I thought. Sometimes that's hard for me to understand. Get you a nice Bible. There, there's so many. It's free. Uh, the voice translation is nice sometimes. It's really clear. The message translation is clear. Amplified has two versions. You can get the new Amplified or the classic. I love the classic one because it has it in parentheses. And, and, and so it lets you know what, what wasn't there. But it's adding clarity to it. God's Word version. New Living Translation. Listen, there's just so many. And now they got, they, got, they got things now where you can put a scripture in and you can say compare. And then they compare like four different scriptures. Pick the one that makes the most sense to you. Don't be over there trying to be deep. I can tell when you're being deep because you're like, the Lord said but, that he was going to be betwixt us. <laughs> you don't even know what betwixt means. Don't, don't, don't read that. Don't read that. Read the version that says the Lord's going to be with us. Amen? All right, y'all, come on, stand to your feet. The Lord told me this, and I'll share this, and this is going to be our offering teaching. This will be our offering teaching, so just give me a minute. Okay. So give, give me a minute. So we talk about faith and how when you operate in faith, it puts God's integrity on the line. So here, here's, what, here's what God says to us when it comes to giving. It's an Old Testament scripture, and people can argue whether it's relevant or not, but here's what I'll tell you. If you disregard one scripture in the Old Testament, you've got to get rid of all of them. It's not a smorgasbord. You can't say, I hate Malachi, but I love Deuteronomy. You can't say, I like Deuteronomy 8, 1 through 15, but I don't like 16 through 30. Because 16 through 30 talks about the curses, and you don't like that part. The Bible tells us this. It says that you and I can prove God. Another word for proving is, is testing. I like to use the term, call him out. You know, if you call somebody out, then everything that they say they stood on, they got to prove it. The Bible says you can call God out at his word. In the book of Malachi, he says, bring ye all the tithes and offerings into my storehouse. He says, improve me, saith the Lord. If I will not open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room to receive. Now, let me help you. Ain't no cars falling from heaven. If it did, it hurt somebody. When he talks about pouring you out a blessing, that word blessing means empowerment. He says, look, prove me with what's valuable to you. And what's valuable to you is your money. People say, well, you know, Pastor, he was talking about crops and animals and those things. He was because it was valuable to them. But unless you got a rack of lamb in your backyard, unless you got some turtle doves and some hogs and some, now, now, now Bro Young got some, got some, he got all kind of vegetables now. This might apply to him. He, he could bring some vegetables for his offering. But the rest of y'all ain't farming nothing. 
Y'all ain't got nothing but dirt and grass. That's it. Don't even play. So unless you got those things, then, then he's talking about what's valuable to you. And the truth of the money is, if you don't master the money test, having highly developed faith would never happen for you. Because you got to be able to put God at the pinnacle of everything. And I don't care what nobody say, ain't nothing more important than, to a man than his money. So, oh, wait a minute, Pastor, my wife's more important. Ah, I beg to differ with you. Now, 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 she's important to you, but the money you lawed upon her is a representation of how you love her. That's why I pay the mortgage. She don't like being cold. She don't like being out in the cold. She don't like living homeless, so I pay the mortgage. That's a representation of my love. I do that with my money. So the Lord says in 2018, you've got to decide. Well, heck, you can since forever, but since we're talking 2018, you've got to decide how faithful am I going to be to God where my money is concerned. Now, here's where I used to shy away from this conversation. Because I shy away from the conversation because I didn't want you to think that I wanted something from you. I don't desire a gift from you. I desire a gift for you. I can only teach you what I know. And what I can tell you is that I have lived off the tithe. I have been without a job for six to nine months at a time because I left a job because I didn't like it. Because the Lord said I, that I didn't have to stay there and never missed a beat. Why? Because God is faithful. I ain't telling you to tithe so you can quit your job. I'm telling you that you don't know what evil lies up on the earth. I was talking to a friend, you know, and some of you already heard the news. Walmart's getting ready to lay off another thousand people, at minimum. That, that at minimum. They, they're going to take 5,000 store managers across the country, 5,000 of them, and eliminate their jobs. They're going to add 3,500 jobs at the assistant manager role. So no, no more co-managers, only assistants, which means those 5,000 people are going to be competing for 2,500 jobs at a lower salary. If you a tither, you like, I ain't got to take that. Because the Lord said he won't allow, he won't allow me to, for, he won't allow my, my vine to cast his fruit before it's time. So I don't know what's going to happen to everybody else, but I know I got seed in the ground. But if you ain't got no seed in the ground, you just subject to this world like everybody else. Now, here's the thing I tell you. You are always welcome to do whatever you want to do. I'm going to love you regardless. I don't know what you give. I don't care in, in, in terms of what you give. What I will tell you, though, is that if you don't pass the money test, all this stuff we're talking about, it's just going to be talk. It ain't going to mean nothing. It's like a coach talking to you, and he coaching you up, and he coaching you up, and he coaching you up. He telling you what you got to do, and the whole time you're like, I ain't going to do that. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You think I ain't going to do that? Yes, sir. You so right. I ain't going to do that. Because it ain't what you say. It's what's in your heart. We all, everybody who got kids know you got a kid who did something you told him to do one time, but their heart wasn't in it. You better not ask me again. They didn't ask you, but they wanted to. They wanted to ask you. So you got to get to the place where you go, you know what? 2018, I'm not going to have any limits in my life to obeying God. I'm not going to have to. The truth of the matter is, most of the people 
who go to Fellowship of Champions, I assume, you ain't out just wilding out. You may be wilding, but you ain't just wilding out. You ain't just doing debauchery. You're trying to live right. Do what's right. So what's hindering you? You have to ask yourself, what's, what's hindering you? And a lot of you, I guarantee if you look at your life and you go, what, what, what's the one area I haven't mastered yet? I ain't mastered my money. I tithe when I have extra, or I give when I have extra. When I don't, I don't. You got to get to the place where you pass the money test. I told you before, when I was making $65,000 and I told the Lord I want to make $100,000, he said, then start tithing like it. And that was a big jump for me. I was like, how am I going to do that? But I knew where I wanted to be. So I did what the Lord said. And I've been there ever since. You have the ability to frame your world with your words and your actions. So I declare in 2018 it's going to be a year of great victory. Not just in terms of what you get, but in terms of what you do. You're going to overcome some things. Some of y'all are going to stop being late for church. Some of y'all are going to stop skipping out on church. Some of y'all are going to start reading your word. Some of you are going to start making your confessions. Some of you are going to start giving what you're supposed to give and doing what you're supposed to do. And for those who do that, I'm telling you, there's going to be a great turnaround in 2018. Amen? If you believe that, go ahead and give the Lord some praise. Hallelujah.